Adam. Yeah. Good to see you again. <laughs> Good to be seen. Yes, it is. Especially on a day like this. Another nice day for us. Absolutely. So I'm Jack Mancini. I'm here with my long-standing business partner, Adam Sunhalter. We're partners in a company, a business coaching company called Maximum Value Partners. We also have Dirty Secrets of Small Business. It's a podcast. We put out a, a, a weekly a weekly podcast talking about our adventures in coaching. We pick a topic out of our coaching adventures with small business owners. We coach companies that are under 25 employees, 25 and under is our sweet spot. We wander off that reservation once in a while, do some bigger ones, but that's not what we want to fill up our time with. So here we are, another, this is 539, somewhere in that range. 330 episodes. Oh, 300, sorry about that. That's right. <laughs> 500 sounded pretty good, didn't it? Well, 330 sounds pretty good until you said 500. Yeah, right. Well, was more always better? I don't know. Might be. We'll get there. We'll get there, Jack. Give we'll keep going. Yeah, keep right. grinding them out. That's right. right. That's how it works. But anyway, so that's what we do. On, uh, once a week, we get together and we spend an hour or so maybe and, and uh, talk about the issues and situations and things that we encounter when we do these one-to-ones, especially one-to-ones, what we do groups as well. And by that, I mean groups of, of business owners. We come together on a, uh, on a call here and basically a Zoom call. And basically it, uh, we can cover anyone, anyone who wants to get coaching, we're available and we had great success doing it. One thing we coach on, we coach on seven keys to success. And it encapsulates everything that goes on in business and breaks it into seven distinct areas that we coach on. And if you're successful in going through this program, you're, you're going to be seeing recurring profits. You're going to have issues that were vexing you and or your partners, if you have them, whatever the case may be. And we'll get them straightened out for you. You walk out with a, uh, a whole new look on, on a situation. And it'll be one of the seven keys. Speaking of the seven keys again, one of the seven is leadership. And another one, another one is, it's not a seven key, but it's a big tool we use. It's called DISC. And Adam's going to get into DISC in a minute with you. But with leadership, how do you anticipate? How do you make decisions on what's what's who is going to be a good leader? What characteristics do they have? How do you get the edge? How can you do an analysis and then come down with something simpler, I guess? A human nature kind of thing. We want to talk about that. We'll introduce what that is in a minute as well. So you can you can Determine leaders by testing them by doing, uh, you know, a lot of formal uh, HR kind of stuff and and try to get inside their head with psychiatry and psychology. And uh, there are many ways that we give off 
our our style and leadership and in doing things. And that's what we're going to t- sort of talk about today. See where it plugs in and where it goes. It uh, how many ways can we we use the the just the goings on of a human nature of people just going through their their days? We'll get into it. And Adam, yes. You got the baton, buddy. All right. All right. Make so, that next 220 leg. All right. So welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us here on this week's episode of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. As Jack said, we'll focus today on some leadership stuff. And we try to pick one of those those seven keys to, to be the topic. And so we often will look for for inspiration you know, in our coaching practice, but also just in, in, in day-to-day life. And so as the summer's wrapping up here, um, one of the things that we've done a lot this summer, and maybe you have too, is we've done some road trips. And I've always been big fans of road trips. And especially now with all the craziness going on with flying and delays and cancellations and lost luggage and everything else, doesn't a road trip sound much more relaxing and enjoyable? But on these road trips are just kind of driving around. We've been inspired to kind of talk about what our topic today is, which is what does your driving style say about your leadership style? So again, what does your driving style say about your leadership style? So as you're as you're looking around and driving, picture whether it be a road trip maybe you've been on, or just again driving about town. Man, what do you see out there? What do you see out there in terms of what people are doing? And so when Jack mentioned one of the key tools we use for 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 our leadership development is a, a tool called Extended Disc, D I S C. It's a behavior assessment, and all of us have D and I and S and C, but it's a question of which ones are most prominent. And if you're that kind of dominant, driving, demanding D type versus that more influential I. Versus that more kind of steady or stable S style versus those more kind of compliant uh, kind of C styles or conscientious styles. And if you apply that not only to what you do in terms of how you're a leader, but for thinking today in terms of just first of all, what does that mean for you as a driver? And you know, as we we're prepping for the show, we're talking about not only from a disc style standpoint, but also it can it can vary based on your age. So I have a couple of teenage drivers right now, a 19 year old and 16 year old and how we drive as teenagers might be a little bit different than how we drive in our 30s versus our our 60s or our 80s, and so we'll talk a little, wait, little bit about wait, that as well. Think, you think? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Not everybody, but yeah, certain people I think might evolve. Like we all evolve how we are. We're all growing and doing things doing things differently, right? So maybe one of the first topics I can bring up, and this is something you know uh, Jack and I know uh, know well. Um, and we I think we may mention this on the show before Jack or not, but uh, if not, uh, one of Jack's nicknames is Mr. Magoo. All right, Mr. Magoo. And so for those of you who don't know who Mr. Magoo is, he was a cartoon years ago. And he's one of those guys, he had a little trouble seeing, and but he's kind of like one of those kind of dumb and happy guys going about his business. Yet he'd leave a, 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 a I don't want to say disasters, but just problems in his wake, you know? All of a sudden he'd create, he'd create problems. He'd knock things over. Whatever, but he'd be unaware. Like he just, again, going about his business, doing his thing. And, and yet there's chaos, you know, you know, you know, spewing all around him. And you got the nickname because Jack and I, when we would drive places early on in our, our partnership, Jack would often drive being a D. He wanted to be the one kind of in control doing stuff. And I think the combination of your D-ness as well as your Italian heritage, you like to talk with your hands. And so we'd be, you'd be driving along. We're having, we're having a good discussion on a couple hours drive and you'd be talking and, and we're weaving off the road and the you know, rumble strips kind of hit and go back here, do these kind of things. And and you 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 educated me, Jack, in terms of this is a purposeful way that you t- you like to drive because you talked about how everybody is trained to be a defensive driver, 
All right. So you go to, you know, you go to your driving classes, you go to, you know, you, you have to take your driving tests and everything's talking about being a defensive driver and always being aware of what's around you and, you know, assume that, you know, whoever's in front of you or beside you is going to do the exact wrong thing. Right. So the idea of just, you know, being, being prepared and everything else. So you've taken that and you've kind of turned it on its head, Jack. So why don't you tell our audience in terms of what your approach to driving is in terms of, and, and contrasting it versus the defensive driving that we all know and love. Well, you know that, that you just explained it well. Everyone is geared to be defensive. So that's, you know, I can rely on that to be <laughs> to be an expectation when you're driving. <laughs> so I can drive the way I want. Right. And that one guy, that one guy who's, who's driving differently. Well, and it's, uh, yes. You're not necessarily the one. There are a lot of guys like you, Jack. You're just, you're, no, I know there are. I you're know. willing to admit it. But yeah, we, so if you see if you see those guys where, again, picture you're driving and all of a sudden the person in front of you just starts to kind of veer off the road a little bit or they go into somebody else's lane or, you know, they're cutting, you know, just they're just in their own world, kind of doing doing their things. And, you know, the rest of the, the rest of you are having to react to that and respond and, and you know, and do those things. And so <laughs> and that's worked out pretty well. You've been driving now for you know, 60, you know, let's say 60 years, Jack. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, that's right. And you've been in a handful of accidents probably over the years, right? Yes. I, yes, I have. <laughs> One so, not too long ago, getting, uh, cutting somebody off. So, right. so, 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 but it's probably gotten fewer and far between maybe, maybe gotten more accidents when, when you're a younger driver and, you know, and no, more, I avoided them that, that way. I always looked in the rearview mirror and, just spit it up a little bit after I uh, watching that mirror, get it small. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's coming in real quick. Right. So, so something like that. So, so what does that tell you about, about your style, right. In terms of, Hey, you're going to kind of do it your way. Is that, is, you know, is that a fair, is that a fair way to maybe, you know, say it? And you know, again, in terms of how you're driving, but doesn't that, doesn't that <laughs> kind of go over to your leadership style as well? You, you know, you're always, you're always very good at having those very different takes on things, Jack. You know, again, you know, being aware of how most of the world's viewing things, and then you'll take a 180. Let's try it. Let's try it this way instead. Yeah, okay. That's true. That's true. So is that is that a natural thing for you? Is that that's how you that's how you've been? That's part of your style versus the learn thing. Yeah, you know, I'd say that's probably how you are naturally. You're right. No, I know when you look at it like that, that's exactly right. Uh, waving the hands and you know moving around and doing the D things and yeah, and it. It can be another, like one of our clients who who uh, would you know be interviewing people for an engineer, an engineering company, and you know, he'd be interviewing uh, uh, possible engineering candidates, and he'd have some of his uh, team, his inner circle, basically interview the person too if they look pretty good. So somebody gets through two or three meetings. No, not even that far along. Uh, but the first initial meeting was good. And while he's being interviewed by one of his other guys, he or someone else would go out to their car and look inside it and see if it was messed up and totally in chaotic situations, just a real mess. And if it was, they wouldn't hire the guy, no matter how good he was. And we, we kind of laughed at that, but at the same time respected it. It's, it's good. It's it's another way of looking at somebody. Because those are have, especially when you're all alone, and you know it. Uh, uh, you're gonna you're gonna stack up that way, and you can. It's very telling. It can be very telling. 
So this is one of those things, you know. And right. is somebody is how they drive their car basically is that is that uh indicative of, of everything they do? Is that their leadership style? I remember when we first took disc and uh again I've gone back almost twenty years ago and, and when we took it and then it came back as you were pretty solid D. You know, you got some I and C with you as well, but you know, D was the more prominent. And with my combination of SC style, you know, I was more reserved and you know, kind of you know that, that combination. But I remember as we're going through it, one of the one of the parts of the disc report talks about how you are under pressure. And I remember you you responding, you know, everything was good till we got that pressure page. You're going, well, this doesn't sound like me. Yeah, you know, I sound like, like I'm a total jerk or something. You know, what is this stuff, right? This is not me. And I didn't know you as well at that point. And I said, well, I said, I don't know, Jack. This is what the report's saying. I said, why don't you have Alice take a take a read through it, right? Yeah, because you've been married, you know, for you know 35 years at that point. So I said, well, let's see what Alice says, right? You came back the next day and you're like, you're like, yeah, she had about six stories for each of those bullet points of stuff that I was doing. And he's like, and you said, I, I just wasn't aware of it, right? In terms of just again, you know, with your 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 D style being, you know, just doing things your, your way and trying to, but also trying to just, you know, make sure that those goals were happening. You was, you know, you figured everybody else was kind of wired the same way. And for you, you said this was a, it was a great chance for you to kind of sit back a little bit and, and just reflect upon a lot of situations you had in the past. And say, hey, if I had been aware of this at those times, I may have done things a little bit differently, right? But it just said I just didn't know. You know, I didn't know, you know, what I didn't know, so to speak, right? But again, come back to we we have a certain way that, that that we approach stuff, right? So again, so the awareness of that. So trying to find different ways to kind of do that. So if I can make another comparison, right? So. Everybody knows about the tortoise versus the hare, right? Going fast and furious versus kind of slow and steady type thing. I think that's could be very similar to from a disc style standpoint. So, one of the the, the, the great uh, ways to kind of to me to, to kind of think about that is: Do you use cruise control or not? All right. So you know, most cars these days have cruise control, don't they? You know, I think we, we probably get some older cars that don't, but I think every car you know these days has cruise control. So, do you use cruise control or not? So, I'm a big cruise control guy. You know, I like cruise control. It's it's one less thing for me to worry about when I'm driving. You know, I can, you know, see whatever the, you know, the speed limit's going to be and, you know, set it, you know, a little bit ahead, but not having to worry about, you know, when, when all of a sudden you see a, you see a, you know, a police car up ahead, you know, people are always jamming on their brakes and slowing down. I think, you know, at that point, if you see, if you see the police officer, you know, he or she, 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 she it's probably too late, right? And if you're, if you're stepping on the, on the brake, you're almost like you're, you're admitting guilt. Even, even if you aren't guilty, it's almost like, you know, you have that kind of guilty look to you, you know, right? <laughs> so I've always liked cruise control just to be like, oh, look, I can kind of set it and kind of forget about it, right? You know, kind of get there, go a nice pace, but not have to, you know, constantly, you know, go, you know, back and forth. And so this became very apparent to me, you know, um, maybe 18 years ago when we were taking a road trip with, with, with my wife's side of the family. And my father-in-law, his nickname is Mr. Fun. He's a, he, he's a high eye, right? He's, he, he's out there. Um, and, he would never use cruise control. And I remember following him. It was driving me nuts trying to follow him. So we were driving down to, I think it was Hilton Head Jack. It's like a 12-hour drive. And I'm trying to follow the guy, and it's constantly speeding up, slowing down. I'm like, can't we just put on, just put on cruise control? Just, you know, just, let's, just, let's just kind of go. And other things I'm, I'm thinking about or, or that I want to be doing while I'm driving without having to worry about how fast I'm kind of going. So I'm a big cruise control guy. I, you know, I, I like having that you know, dependable, kind of steady, keeping things going. See, that's, that's too boring. That's too boring. <laughs> it, it, uh, you know, it's like uh, when we get automated cars and that becomes, you know, a decade from now when they're all over the place. Uh, you get in and you sit down, you don't do anything. 
it's it's uh, I don't know. I like having my hands on the wheel and, and juicing it up a little bit and juicing it down and versus just sit there and observe. <laughs> you know, that's I don't know. I don't know how to explain. It. I never thought of it. It really didn't. I've never really thought hard about it. That uh, this is an interesting way to look at things. <laughs> So, so no cruise control. Cruise control is boring. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't, I never use it. Never I, use it. I think that's my follow about it. And he's like, well, I feel like I'm not in control. Right. And I think, okay, which again, it's just funny because the name is cruise control. Right. But I feel like I'm not in control. So, yeah, you're right. They all of a sudden, the, the car is in control. Right. And with the newer, the, the newer technology today too, if, if I understand it, Jack, a lot of it, what it'll do is it'll, it'll adjust too. So you have your cruise control set 70 miles an hour, but if you get too close to a car in front of you, it'll slow you down too. So come back to the the the, the AI and all these you know, driverless cars. It's eventually what, what they're going to do. So they might have those cruise the cruise thing set, but it's it's constantly adjusting and making sure they keep you at those those safe distances. You know, in terms of again going back to the whole defensive driving thing. Um, but you know, again, I, I, you know, so it's a good it's a, a different way of kind of looking at it in terms of how, how we approach it. How about how about um, you know, do you follow all the rules? Are you stretching them a little bit? Or are you just saying, you know, forget about it? So it could be whether it be like, let's say the speed limit. You know, are you, are you that person who's going to be right on the speed limit or a couple miles above or below it? Are you going to stretch it? Hey, I know I'm good for six, eight miles an hour over. You know, they aren't going to pull me over for that jack, right? Or you just say, screw it. I'm going to go as fast or as slow as I feel like going and we'll see what happens. You know, I'll, I'll react and see, you know, see what kind of goes on. So. You know, what kind of <laughs> what kind of approach do you have to that in terms of you know when it comes to the all the rules of the road, so to speak? Wow, sure, it sure takes a bite out of road rage, doesn't it? <laughs> if you're on the if you're on the uh, uh, you know autopilot, just kind of sitting there, arms folded and buzzing along, right? That's what uh, that's what you do. I don't, you know, that's that's it's a very good question adam how do we how do we contain that how do you so when you see a police car up there with the lights on what do you do do you get over to the left as far as possible and assuming he's on the right right and uh <laughs> just to obey the traffic ride within the speed limit an acceptable five miles an hour over that uh there certainly isn't a joy in that it's to me, to me, and there, you know, you can extract a little joy by being, I guess, in control. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. Well, I come back to that boredom thing again, right? If it's just kind of going, you know, it's you know, things don't change very much. You know, the scenery will change a little bit, right? But the 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 the, the speed and how you're kind of doing stuff, it, it, it could be simple things though too. I thought like like again, following the rules, and so you know, as you picture driving along, and it goes from being, you know. A normal lane, and all of a sudden, maybe you shift lanes, and so now all of a sudden, it's a solid, a solid line. Well, are you going to cross the line if you, you know if you need to? If the person in front of you is going too, a little too slow, so hey, we're we're all of a sudden going from a, you know a seventy miles zone down to fifty miles zone, and the person in front of you goes right at fifty miles an hour, and you're stuck in that lane. Well, you can always cross over that you know that that solid white line, Jack. Right? You know, or you can not. You can follow the rule. Right? So. Again, how does your brain work that way? You know, do, do you feel guilty where all of a sudden you're you're, you're breaking a rule, right? Because you're going across the lane maybe you shouldn't go across, or you know, turning right on. 
whatever it might be, it's often a lot of these little things. And again, coming back to, you know, what does it mean for your leadership style? If you come into business, okay, there's all kinds of stuff that happens. There are all kinds of rules and regulations. There's all kinds of, you know, uh, whether it be government regulations or, you know, whatever it might be, there's lots of, there's lots of rules when it comes to running a business, Jack. Now, I'm a believer that not all rules are created equally. And something I talk to my kids about, you know, there are a lot of laws out there as we, we, we've joked a bunch in this, this show over the years, Jack, we've probably all broken laws every day of our lives, many without even knowing about it. There's, there's just so many of them out there that we just, you know, we don't know. <clears throat> there are others that we do know about. And so again, how far, how far do you stretch it? You know, there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of, that's true too. Again, come back to what are the, what are the police going to enforce when you're driving? What do you know about that? How, how much do you stretch it? You know, so chances are you probably are going to, you know, blast through a school zone at 40 miles an hour because you do that, you're probably going to get some big, you know, in some, in some bigger trouble versus, you know, maybe going a little faster on a, on a highway where it's 70, it's four lanes of traffic or you're keeping up with traffic. You know, so again, come back to, from that standpoint, you know, are you a rule follower? Are you stretching them? Or are you kind of like, eh, the rules are there for everybody else. I'm going to kind of do what I, what I think makes sense and deal with the consequences from that standpoint. Well, it depends. It depends. Now, if we were talking about a uh, a traffic backup, and you're you know you got one lane that's that's uh, about two miles long, or you know you 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 got a lane that's that's filling. It isn't long, but it's everyone's racing to get to the right right lane, uh, and you don't give somebody a chance. You know, you cut them off or you inch them, and people come up. You know. I'll usually become get get awakened when those things are there, and I'll I'll depending on what the driver's doing next to me, do I let him in or not? It depends on what he's doing. <laughs> usually, somebody who's who's okay, they aren't they aren't getting six cars differences between them and the line. Um, if they aren't doing that, I'll give them a shot. I'll, maybe. Maybe it depends on my mood then. Right. <laughs> and that's true. But look at how many people would you say 50%, 40% will give a break to somebody? Not until you're almost bumping their, their fenders. Are you, uh, do you get over? People don't let you over. Right. I think so, it, so, it depends on the part of the country you're in, too. If we're talking about the, <laughs> about the U.S., I spent almost 10 years in, in the New York, New Jersey area. Nobody lets you over there, or it's, it's very rare. Whereas here in the Midwest, Jack, people are usually a little more friendly and understanding of that. So yeah, I think that's probably part of it too. Like it comes back to uh, people's styles and how they are from that standpoint. Yeah, the irrational thinking in, in road rage, for example. What what's going on in your life that that would make you do that? I know when I got hit, I got hit in the rear by a guy um, several years ago. He totaled the car. Nobody was hurt. One of those. I was in there by myself. But I, it, it was a, a new traffic light going in, and traffic was backed up, and and so you know I came up and joined the the tail of the car or the of the line, and it was the very last one. And it was a thirty-five mile an hour limit, and I'm waiting, waiting for the line to start moving, and I look in my mirror, rearview mirror, and. This car is coming at 35. He wasn't speeding, but he was looking to his left. He's looking at the scenery and some construction that was going on over there. And I could see the whole thing unfolding. 
and he uh, he he didn't stop at all. I didn't see him until it was too late, and he just banged into me. Just and I banged into the car in front of me, and and I wasn't hurt at all. But I was so mad. I, I would have. I got out using every 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 kind of profanity <laughs> I could think of. And this guy was just, you know, very apologetic. So like everyone is usually who's in an accident, you know. And I was effing him this and effing him that. Another guy had to constrain me. I was moving towards him. I think I was going to hit him, you know. <laughs> just uh, so you get you get those kinds of things. So it's it's a version of road rage. You could you're so fed up, but it was an accident. It's usually an accident. Right. Somebody cuts you off a little bit or comes too close and somebody's having a bad day and they're going to let you know in no uncertain terms. And if you're lucky, you won't get hit with anything or hit anybody. So, so having a bad day, you happen to be in the way, right? One of those kind of things, right? So that's, 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 that's a good point. It kind of brings me to, you know, brings it to the next point I wanted to kind of cover, right? So are you kind of that angry, aggressive, agitated driver versus more like kind of happy, courteous calm cool collective driver so yeah are you are you which way do you tend to yeah, yeah so are you constantly cutting people off or riding their bumpers right or again like your point you know do you let do you let, do you let them merge or if somebody kind of cuts off do you do you kind of back off do you just okay hey it's all right just hey we're all sharing the roadway here jack you know it's, you know you know we all pay our taxes and we're all we're, we're all sharing the roadway here versus no this is my road and get out of the way i'm a weaving out of traffic i'm a race you know whether it be on the highway or from you know, in street traffic, I'm racing from one light to the next. I'm cutting you off. I'm peeling out, you know, you know, from this light to that light to kind of get there faster. You know, what are you going to do? You know, for me, I'm, I tend to be more of that kind of courteous guy. Even when, even when I was driving in, in New York, New Jersey, I was usually letting people over. Now, at the same time, though, I also will look and see, like your point, you're describing where you have the you know, one lane's backing up. And, hey, the, we're squeezing down from, you know, two lanes to one lane. You kind of know it. How far up do you go? I'll go about as far up as I can. I'm, I'm going to keep going until you know, let everybody else wait for half mile back there. I'll, I'll kind of keep going and seeing where's the opportunity to be to kind of cut in or I'll be, I'll be looking ahead to see, well, is there a truck up there? Usually the truck's a little slower, right? So I can, I can see, okay, maybe there's a spot. So I'm going to be more strategic in terms of making sure, well, can I get up there faster? For me, I'd rather be, you know, getting up there a little bit closer. Not that I'm kind of, you know, piss somebody off, but I'm not necessarily as worried about that in terms of, hey, how does it kind of work to kind of fit in there? And I might go maybe to that, that last thing, right, right where the arrow is pushing you over but maybe it'll be, it'll be you know, a few hundred people slip in over. there right yeah it's, it's a little it's, it's a little game of chicken and right. usually the guy who won't let you in will will lose that battle usually right so yeah so you, you try to you try to push and see you know for me i'll try to push that envelope a little bit from that standpoint you know but in general i'll be i'll, I'll be the courteous guy i'm also that guy when 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 you know somebody lets me in i'll do the courtesy way right okay i'll, I'll look back and kind of do that do that way and that doesn't seem to be as common anymore. It used to be that was, that was the normal thing. Hey, thanks for letting me in. And that that usually will, will annoy me a little bit. If somebody doesn't doesn't acknowledge the fact that that a lot of it's like, hey, I didn't have to let you in. You know, so you know, so again, come back to I'm a little bit of a mixture of those two in terms of, you know, again, in terms of looking to be a little more a little more aggressive versus kind of being more like kind of calm, cool, collective kind of guy. <laughs> How about if you're doing, I start out just talking about, talking about road trips in terms of how, how you handle stuff. And I know that. Uh, Wait a minute, I got to interrupt you here. Your, yeah. your uh, sound is coming in garbled. Garbled? Not totally, but 
Remember it happened before. Yeah, it did something before. <clears throat> How about that? That's better. The, That's better. The fuzz is out of it. Good. All right. <clears throat> Don't want extra fuzz. So, so yeah. So, um, road trips. So I love going on road trips. Part of what I like to do is I like to pack for the road trips. You know, so how do you prepare for road trips? So do you do you pack a cooler and some snacks to go along the way, or do you just jump in the car and go? You know, how do you kind of do stuff? I think that can kind of give you a sense in terms of you know, and you wear who else in the car with you. You know, what are you doing? You know, so how do you how do you approach those things? I'm you know, I'm I'm big about having some goodies in the car to kind of go, having some drinks and some some snacks and and different things like that, and just ha- having a little more enjoyable enjoyable road trip. Or you know, you're you're one hundred percent right. You're totally right. We we took a a drive together here not too long ago, and you had everything that anyone could ever want packed in that car: <laughs> cold drinks, candy, some little snacks. It's uh, very good. It, it makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So it's a matter of what, you know. What do you think about and kind of you know and and how do you approach that? You know, so me, I'm, I'm conscious of the folks who are, who are there and who are going to be with me. And I want to make it, a, you know, as enjoyable as we can. Or as my daughter always kind of joke, is often when we're with the kids, many times like they are when they're out of the car, they're, in, they're on a device. And so they're often missing the stuff around them. Whereas I'm the only one enjoying the scenery. So I'll be like, hey, look, there's some cows, there's some horses. And so she was joking with me a couple of weeks back. And she sent me a little TikTok of some kid like her age sitting in the car and somebody goes hey look horses and the kid just kind of smiles and nods and that, that was kind of it and so my, my wife and my son are just are laughing so well it's just like you you always do that in the car like hey look this yeah just i, I try to point out and so that they they you know it, I like having that kind of shared experience so to speak right we're, we're, we're all kind of seeing the same type of things jack from that standpoint so try to enjoy it <laughs> so, so so yeah coming so, back coming back to leadership <clears throat> So if you got somebody who basically is very animated, very loud, very dominant, uh, socially, he's going to be that way basically in the workplace. Not going to change. You know, as we know in DISC, as uh, you, you determine somebody's style, if they try to act out of that style, it shows something's awkward in the air, you know. The boss Dante isn't—he's—he's uh, he's acting a little weird. That's not him. I'm uncomfortable all of a sudden because he's—he's different. And I don't recognize it. Our our leadership style has lots of facets to it, and you don't distinguish between work and play all the time. There's a lot of overlap there, and so if certain characteristics appear socially. They're also appearing in the workplace and vice versa. I don't think you can separate the two. With if, if you find the indicators, and you know how they drive is a good, a uh, pretty good measure. It's it, it's certainly something to consider. That oh, I don't like this. I don't like this mode. Uh, either I'm going to live with it and adjust it, or I'm going to pack my bags and move on. But that's not not just because he. <laughs> Not because of his driving habits totally, but that's an indicator. Right. It's a good one. Yeah. And like any behavior, Jack, as we, we kind of said at the outset, it, it can evolve and change. And so, 
we want to kind of cover this topic a little bit in terms of giving you something else to maybe think about or just be aware of in terms of, again, not only whether it be yourself or those around you in terms of, you know, what are you, what are you doing? What messages are you sending? And, you know, maybe you'll start paying attention a little more to those folks on the road or the folks who are with you that they're driving with the sea. What do they like? I guess the, the last point that I want to kind of throw out there for people made to think about too, in terms of leadership is, you know, do you prefer being the driver or the passenger? All right. Are you one of those guys who you know likes to be in control, so to speak, or is your comfort zone being that co-pilot? And I guess what I would suggest is if you prefer being the co-pilot, well, maybe you should have a partner if you're going to, if you're going to be in business, having somebody who can kind of be with you, because, you know, chances are, if you don't like to be the driver, well, you know, somebody's got to be the driver. So if it's not, if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. So, you know, if, if it's more of that reluctant, reluctantly, yeah, I'll drive it if I have to kind of thing. And th these aren't good or bad things. It's, again, it's, it's more that awareness, just kind of being aware of, of natural preferences and things that might need to adjust or change, because that's one thing that's true for sure, Jack, whenever you're, you're leading, I don't care whether it's running your small business, whether you're leading a nonprofit, you know, uh, uh, a kid's a kid's sports team, whatever it might be, you're constantly having to adjust what you're doing to make sure you're an effective leader. And so the more things you can just be aware of, starting with the whole self-awareness part of it. So again, come back to our driving topic. So being aware of your of your driving style and then becoming aware of the folks around you a little bit. And, and what does that mean for you? And how do you use it to your advantage? You know, where might you need some help on that or just say it, it's okay. But just being aware of those things and we thought it would be interesting to kind of delve in this topic a little bit and kind of share it with you and get your minds going in terms of a little bit of leadership here. And, and as you're enjoying your drive, perhaps you're enjoying a drive right now as you're listening to listening to this podcast. And how's it going? What are you noticing now that you, that you, maybe you didn't notice a half an hour ago when you first were listening to this podcast? So that's what we want to kind of cover today. So good, good, good topic. I appreciate you all being part of the show. Um, like we said at the outset, this is episode 330. There's 329 other episodes you can get either at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, or you, you can go to uh, whatever your favorite podcast player might be, whether it be Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. If you search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business, yeah, you can subscribe to our show. We, as Jack said, we, we usually drop a new show every Thursday. You can get them all there. Uh, if you go to the, the, the website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com, there's an episodes button there you can you can click on and there's a search button there you can search for episodes and topics so whether your topic be driving or something else you can you can put that that topic in and it'll feed back to you whatever uh, shows we have on that topic if you don't find one there that you're looking for you can send us an email at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call 330-849-0670 so that's the show for today thanks again all for joining us and we'll talk with you all next week yeah. Bye.